The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. this Sunday, November 21st. And joining me to break down the early week 12 odds, John Breach. What's up, buddy? Brenton, I am thankful that I'm here for you on Thanksgiving week to break down the Thanksgiving week odds. Well, people are in in for a treat on the podcast because you're going to get both a Thanksgiving look ahead and then a break. And then we will talk about the games on Sunday and Monday as well. So some extra games being tossed at you. If you're watching on YouTube and youtube.com slash pick six, you can uh, you can see there are two separate videos. So if you're looking for the rest of the games, go check that out. We start on Thanksgiving. The Bears minus three at the Lions over under 44 breach. Uh, can I take under on over under a five? Uh, Brenton, this might go down as the worst Thanksgiving game of all time. Mm. We have the Lions, who might have Tim Boyle back there, might have Jared Goff. We don't know. Both bad options. We have the Bears. We don't know what Justin Fields' health is like. If he's not out there, uh, Andy Dalton. I think the Bears have two quarterback options who are better than anything the Lions have right now. Uh, and, and you know what? It's tough to pick a point spread. It's it's tough to pick four against the Lions when the point spreads in double digits because they're playing just tough enough to stay in games. Obviously, we saw them play the Browns close 13 to 10 on Sunday. But when you're talking about a three-point spread with the Lions, I'm going to take the other team all day. I don't even care who the other team is. Uh, so I am going to ride the Bears, and hopefully it's Andy Dalton because then they're, uh, the Bears are a lock if it's Andy Dalton. Not a lock, but... I'm riding the Bears, Brinson. Yeah, I don't think the Bears are a lock if it's Andy Dalton. I do think this is, you know, another spot Bears for the Lions. Lock. Look, the Lions were in Cleveland. They lost to the to the Browns. They kept it kind of close. They, they limited Baker Mayfield. Uh, Nick Chubb ran well. You can run on the Lions if you have a good run game. I don't know if the Bears have a good run game. Um, and Justin Fields, uh, I believe it was reported on Sunday night that he has uh, bruised ribs, right? Isn't that, isn't that what they said? And maybe um, a spleen injury is what I think Jay Glazer reported. Jay Glazer said it might be, uh, but uh, Ian Rappaport reported right in the middle of Sunday Night Football that it's uh, suffered bruised ribs. He'll have more tests on Monday and continue to be monitored, but some initial good news tonight, meaning maybe Justin Fields will be able to play. It would be pretty crazy, though, to roll out your rookie quarterback on a short week on the road in a divisional game when, you know, after you lost to the – 
you know, you lose to the 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 uh, the Ravens and you fall to three and six. You're pretty far behind in the playoff race. Is that right? Three and six or three and seven now? Three and seven probably. Should probably update that, huh? Um, three and seven. You got a long way to go to catch up in the playoff race. So it's it's a weird it's a weird sort of choice here whether you go with Andy Dalton or whether you go with Justin Fields. I would probably roll with Dalton. That's why you brought him in. If you decided to ultimately get a rookie quarterback, so I'd go Dalton. I think we probably won't see a firm line come out until we know about Fields. Maybe although maybe it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. I don't think it swings more than maybe a half point uh, if Fields ends up playing. Yeah, maybe you're right. This this could have it built in. Um, We could see – I think if the line moves, it's going to move towards Chicago, though, because we're talking about a team in the Lions that's horrific. So if you want to bet the Bears, you should probably bet it now. If you want to bet the Lions, I bet you can wait and see what happens with that spread, get some more points as it goes along. You know, I don't think this line's going to come tumbling down. The over-under is already down to 42, though. So if you want the under, you probably want to grab it now. Pretty good chance that this closes at like 39 and a half or 40. So wouldn't be surprised by that at all. The Raiders at the Cowboys. Cowboys, despite getting you know pretty handled uh, for the second time in the last three weeks by the Chiefs defense, are set minus seven and a half against Las Vegas at home. That's the afternoon game, of course. Over under 50 and a half. Worth noting breach. Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, both extremely unlikely to play Amari Cooper with a COVID exposure or maybe even a positive test. Either way, he's, he's, he's going to be, he's going to miss because of COVID required time that he's going to be gone. And then CeeDee Lamb suffered a concussion and was quickly ruled out on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, Brinson, those injuries don't matter in this game because the Cowboys don't need to throw the ball the sing- a single time. Literally just give the ball to Zeke Elliott, although he might be banged up. Uh, I know he was dealing with an injury. If he's banged up, give it to Tony Pollard. Just run, 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 run. Uh, if you're the Cowboys, you just do what the Bengals did on Sunday. Just literally copy their game plan. They didn't ask Joe Burrow to throw it too much. They gave the ball to Joe Mixon 30 times. That's what you do if you're Dallas. You give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott 30 times. You give it to Tony Pollard 30 times. And, and you really, this is the one game you don't need to throw the ball because the Raiders are so bad at stopping the run. And obviously, you know, not having Amari Cooper and CD Lamb, potentially CD Lamb not being in there, that, that does hurt a little bit. And this is a big point spread, but the Raiders are just struggling right now. It is ugly. They're in the middle of their uh, annual November collapse. They've lost three straight. I have no faith in them. I'm taking the Cowboys to cover the seven and a half. I would, I think this line will come back down under seven because it's just a ton of points and the Cowboys don't are not likely to have those two key receivers. And you really saw, um, you know, even as much as you could probably blame it on the offensive line and how poorly they played up in protecting Dak Prescott, it was definitely some concerns with the wide receiver group. And you know, we saw drops from from guys where, they, you know, it's like Dalton Schultz was the number one weapon for Dak Prescott. So short week, missing your top two weapons. I think that line comes down to like six and a half, maybe down to six or something like that. If you want this full seven and a half or seven, I saw it out, out there as well right now, you need to go ahead and probably – jump on that so uh i like um i like uh the 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 raiders catching seven don't love it but i think i think the line's gonna dip back down so if you want the raiders you need to get it now and um i would guess that total comes down as well it's 50 and a half uh, you know we can see a lot of points for these two teams but we can also see as you point out the, the the cowboys run the heck out of the ball and ultimately decide you know, just to 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 not be too aggressive on offense, play some decent defense, and if that happens, maybe the total comes down. Um, so I don't mind the under there as well. Bills at the Saints. The Bills laid a total egg against the Colts in Week 
number. Oh, in fact, you know the Bills and the uh, the Bills and the the Saints both laid eggs on uh, on Sunday, and some little young whippersnapper decided to talk some trash on Twitter and point out that I had both the the Bills and the uh, the Saints covering. I'm assuming that's because said young whippersnapper is an Eagles fan and felt like running his mouth, and then the Saints almost came back, fell short, yada yada. Anywho. Saints are four-and-a-half-point dogs at home on Thanksgiving night. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, this scares me because we saw the Halloween game where the Saints were dogs with the Buccaneers, and and not only did they cover, they ended up pulling the upset. Uh, but you know what doesn't scare me or any defense in the NFL? Trevor Simeon as a starting quarterback. Since he took over as the starter, they are 0-3. Uh, the offenses just look discombobulated, disjointed. They just look all out of sorts. Uh, they might not have Alvin Kamara on Thanksgiving night. We don't know if he's going to be playing. If he's not out there, I, I just don't see how New Orleans is going to score any points. If he is out there, that makes this game much more interesting. Uh, but as of right now, I'm going to assume he's not playing. And obviously, this could change. He gets healthy. He plays. Um, but I, just the Saints offense has been so bad for the past three weeks that I don't know how I can take them to cover four and a half. So I am going to roll with the Bills for the time being. Yeah, the one thing I would say about that is if uh, just because they're the home team and it's it's on a holiday, it's a huge primetime game. New Orleans has you know has bounced back well from losses. You know this is um, you know Sean Payton and, and the Saints will need this game because uh, they're trying to stay in that, that playoff. It's a bad loss to the Eagles. I would not be that shocked. Uh, if we saw the line creep down closer to three, if you're giving me points, I want the Saints, although Josh Allen's been great in primetime games. Um, I, I, I will take New Orleans a little hesitantly, I guess, uh, but I, I think that the line will probably come down. And like you said, if Kamara is ruled in, that line definitely comes down. So um, I will I will, I will, will probably look to the Saints fairly early. And I think this is another one where at uh, 46 was the total. I think we could see that total drop as well. I wouldn't be surprised at all if if people really liked to if, if we saw this. We just saw the you know, two two pretty good defenses that may, you know maybe a little underrated relative to their actual perception. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if that line came down all through those totals. Really, we could see drop a bit. We're talking about a short week here. You know, we we might not see a ton of points on Thanksgiving. Could not might not be the most exciting slate in terms of Thanksgiving. We're missing what um, we could be missing. How many of these quarterbacks? I guess we'll get three. I mean, literally half of the starting quarterbacks that we expected to be seeing. I mean, get, get stop going to Detroit for Thanksgiving. Best just, game, Raiders-Cowboys on CBS, Brinson. It's on that's CBS. That's right. Jim Nance, Represent. Tony Romo, Tracy Wilson. Check that out. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back. Sunday and Monday's action. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What about the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS, and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 
Titans. Oh, boy. They lost to the Jets and the Texans now. Uh, the, the loss brings into serious pot, the realm of possibility. My thing that I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, I think the Patriots might steal the one seed in the AFC, which would be insane. And then Bill Belichick maybe wins coach of the year. New England with Buffalo's loss now in first place in the AFC East. Tennessee just one they're just one game back in Tennessee and they, they're playing them in this game. This game could potentially propel the Patriots into the top seed in the AFC, which would be absolutely insane to think about after the way that we sort of assumed that the Patriots are going to operate without Tom Brady. Um, this line was three on the look ahead, and now the Titans are catching almost six from the Patriots. That is a ton. I would expect we see a little bit of pushback um, towards Tennessee. Maybe not, though, because the Patriots look like just like a much, much better team. The uh, Like I said, Breach, the Patriots are minus five and a half and the over-under 44 and a half. Great game on CBS on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots absolutely look like one of the top three teams in the AFC right now. I mean, they've looked unbeatable the past couple of weeks. Their defense is playing so well. And the problem with the Titans, look, I'm here in Nashville. I watch the Titans very, very closely. And ever since Derrick Henry went down in that game against the Colts, the one thing we really didn't know was what was going to happen when Ryan Tannehill had to carry the team. And, well, what happened on Sunday? Uh, four interceptions. Because if you look at the two games the Titans won before the uh, losing to the Texans, they beat the Rams because their defense played so well. Those two interceptions of Matt Stafford really early. Uh, then they beat the Saints. Their defense did most of the dirty work in that game. So they really had not had to depend on the offense in a game since Derrick Henry went down. And so I don't think this offense is going to be able to move the ball very well against the Patriots defense. And that's knowing that Mike Vrabel has probably been playing for this game all season. Mike Vrabel loves nothing more than beating Bill Belichick. Mike Vrabel is 2-0 all-time against Belichick as a head coach. Um, so, you know, if there's anybody that can beat him, let alone cover the spread, it is Vrabel. I just don't think the Titans have the offensive firepower to, to compete with the Patriots around. They have too many injuries. The wide receivers are banged up. Tannehill's coming off a four-interception game. I actually think this game could get ugly. Uh, I like the Patriots to cover easy here. Yeah, I like the Patriots as well. And, you know, clearly you'd rather have three than five and a half. But, you know, Belichick, Mike Vrabel ended the Tom Brady era in, in New England. Um, I don't think the two teams played last year. Am I crazy? I don't, I don't remember them. Did they, did they play? You made a weird face. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Vrabel's got one regular season win and the one playoff win. Oh, right. um, I'll look it up really quick. At any rate, I think Bill Belichick also would like to beat Mike Vrabel and – as I pointed out, he knows very well that you know no, nobody remembers anything from last year. So that's that, yeah, they didn't play last year. Um, you know, beat him obviously in the playoffs in 2019, 20 to 13. We saw Vrabel pull out. Remember that the the thing that that Belichick used against uh, Adam Gates in the regular season. Vrabel then pulled it out in the postseason, and he was very knowing about it. I think that Belichick will see a very wounded Titans team, and Tennessee is very one dimensional in terms of their offense right now. It's A.J. Brown. The Patriots should be able to take A.J. Brown away because that's what Bill Belichick does, and they should be able to get after Ryan Tannehill. I don't think we'll see the Titans be able to run at all, and I expect the Patriots to roll in this game, and I think this is another statement game for Bill Belichick. He wants to go in there and make and make, and, and like let people know 
that the Patriots are for real. And with the 10 days of rest, all that time to prepare, the Titans sort of reeling after that Texans game, coming back off the road, they're getting a second back-to-back road game. I like the Patriots here as well. You're, you're, you might be right on that. I think you're, even though I was thinking the game might come back to it, it could get to Patriots minus seven if there's a bunch of steam on the Patriots. Rams at Packers, huge NFC game. Uh, the Packers coming off their loss, of course. Uh, the Rams coming off a bye, and Green Bay is a two-point favorite at home over under 50. Brenton, I am going to be absolutely honest. I have no idea what to make of this game. Both these teams are struggling right now. The Rams lost two straight going into their bye. The Packers have lost two of three, including the one to Minnesota on Sunday that diced up by Kirk Cousins. I mean, if Kirk Cousins could dice him up, who can't? Uh, the only advantage I see for – and Aaron Rodgers is dealing with a toe injury that he said is bothering him, and so that's another consideration. The only real advantage I see for either team in this game is the fact that this is being played in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. So you have a West Coast team that has to fly into the frozen tundra. That is usually not a recipe for success if you are the team from the West Coast. The other thing I like in the Packers' advantage is they get to face their old friend, Matthew mm. Stafford. Uh Stafford has a four and eight career record, I believe, at Lambeau. He never plays too well there. And, you know, if, if Rodgers is beat up, that the Packers might actually be okay in this game because, as we saw the Rams last time out against the 49ers, what the 49ers do, they ran the ball 42 times. That might work for the Packers. Just give it to A.J. Dillon. If Aaron, Rod, if Aaron Jones isn't healthy enough to play, you got A.J. Dillon, give him the ball, run over the Rams. I am going to begrudgingly and hesitantly take the Packers, but I think that's what I like right now to cover. You know, Matt, this is like, I know this is going to sound weird, but Matthew Stafford's 7-13 and 13 all time against the Packers. That's not that terrible for the for like somebody who played for the Lions, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, he, although very low completion percentage, 37 touchdowns, 20, yeah, 20 interceptions. Overall, like statistics, not that great. Been sacked 47 times by the uh, Green Bay Packers in his career. I do agree that the Rams should have an easier time op- moving on offense. It doesn't look like... It looks like right now it could be pretty cold. It's going to be very cold, you know, low, high 30s or high in the uh, the upper 30s more than likely. And But that's not even that cold for, for Green Bay this time of the year and some wind. But doesn't look like any crazy weather. I'll take the Rams as a dog here catching the two or at least would – I would – Um, I, I think I, – I can't see this game going – I can't see the Packers being more than a three-point favorite, you know? Like, I, I, if anything, it has to go the other way. It would just be too – like you can't make the Ram, you can't give the Rams a field goal with as well as they played coming off a bye. I believe McVeigh has a really good record off the bye. I have to double check that, but I'll take the Rams here, even though knowing that I'm fading Aaron Rodgers coming off a loss, which is a little uh, scary. The Steelers at the Bengals over under 45 and a half, the game on CBS. And the Bengals are huge favorites, minus four and a half in this game. What a world breach. What is this world? If the Bengals win this game, that would be three straight wins over the Steelers. Brinson, you know the last time they won three straight over Pittsburgh? All the way back when my dad played. They won six in a row from 1988 to 1990. That is the last time they won at least three in a row. So it is crazy that they have even a two-game streak going against the Steelers because they never even have that. Uh, You know what? Here's the problem. Pittsburgh is just beat up right now. They're struggling to stop the Chargers. Their defense is struggling. Even if TJ Watt is back out there, he's still going to be a little bit hobbled. I think the Bengals fixed a lot of their problems they had. Uh, They lost two straight, went into the bye, came out, and beat the Raiders. 
Uh, so I do like the Bengals to win, but when I look at, man, four and a half points in this kind of rivalry game, and it's going to be a must-win situation for the Steelers because they've already lost once to the Bengals, I'm going to take the Steelers to cover. Wow. I think I think you got to take the Steelers if you're catching more than a field goal in a divisional game when we do expect, I, I think, T.J. Watt to be back for this game. Um, now, maybe some more injuries happen. The, the Steelers' defense looks awful against the Chargers. Austin Eckler, three touchdowns uh, very early in the second quarter, or in the third quarter, excuse me, and so maybe more by the time it's over. Maybe we're talking about how bad the Steelers have been. Their offense looked pretty good against the Chargers, at least for the first half. That's when we start recording this podcast. So it wouldn't be shocked at all if they could move the ball on the Bengals here. Uh, maybe we see some points in this one. Weather should be probably a factor because, you know, just that time of year in the Northeast, or the, the yeah, the, the Rust Belt. Um, I will take the Steelers as well, and I think that even with like, unless the Steelers just get blown out and everybody's missing, you know, I don't think that this line will, I think it'll probably close closer to three because you're giving Big Ben, I and mean, he rips apart these division rivals so, like, so frequently. It just, it would be shocking to me if that was the case. 45 and a half, I could get down on that under, I think, because the Bengals are not, they've been playing a little bit slower lately. Although Burrows look pretty sharp. Um, neither team, you know, I guess the, the Bengals can push the ball down the field a little bit more. Um, I, I could see that total dipping a little bit. Another AFC North matchup on Sunday Night Football, the Browns at the Ravens over under 46 and a half. The Ravens are minus four and a half. Lamar Jackson missed week 11 with an illness, not COVID related, should be back uh, for this game on Sunday night. Wouldn't, it would be, would be pretty shocking if he wasn't. Um, and so the Ravens favored four by four and a half. What do you think about this one, Breach? Uh, here's what the Browns offense is trouble right now, but not in the way you would want them to be trouble. If you're a Browns fan, look, Baker Mayfield's injured. I know it. You know it. The Browns know it. We all know it because it's been talked about so often. And it, it seems like every week he comes out with a new injury. It's not just his messed up shoulder. It's his leg. It's it's his elbow. It's something else every week. And you look at since he suffered that bad injury against the Cardinals back in, I think, week six, the Browns have scored 17 points or less in five of the six games since then. I just have no faith in this offense. I don't think that if Lamar Jackson starts, I do not think the Browns are going to be able to slow him down. Uh, and the Browns just haven't looked like a great football team. So I think as long as Lamar Jackson is out there, I am riding the Ravens to cover the four and a half. Yeah, I think I would probably take the Ravens laying the points as well. By the way, someone on our – it is ridiculous that we're grading the Ravens-Bears game at a six, like minus – Ravens minus six when Lamar Jackson's out on CBS. Editor, somebody go fix that. It's ridiculous. Should be one and a half. Yeah, Breach, you lose a game. I gain a game. Tough. You don't get the Bears plus six. I would what? obviously think the Bears you, plus you six. You could have emailed Lamar. in and changed your pick, Brenton. That's how this works. No, that's not how this works. That's how this works. I'm changing my pick after the fact because I would have done – I did it on my pick site. Anywho. I'll take the Ravens as well. I think I think with Lamar, how the Browns have played, it's a huge game at home in primetime, massive for divisional purposes. It's just the sort of game where Lamar shows up and has a big game and, and like steps up. Hollywood Browns should be back. Uh, you know, th that passing game has been really good. The Browns defense has played well, but I don't, I just don't see them slowing down Lamar either. So I will uh, certainly I will take the Ravens in that spot also. Monday night football. Ugh. Seahawks, Russell Wilson, 
The stinky Seahawks minus one and a half on the road against the Washington football team who pulled off an epic revenge matchup against the Panthers. And it really, it was a really entertaining game uh, with Cam, and Cam Newton. Just spoiled Cam Newton's return. Seattle was horrific. They got Colt McCoy, no, uh, no DeAndre Hopkins, and got just frankly stomped by the Cardinals. It wasn't even really that close of a game. I know Washington's defense has been horrific for most of the year. They played a lot better on Sunday despite losing Chase Young. I, man, I mean, I don't know how you make the Seahawks a road favorite uh, how, seeing how they played lately. Brenton, how is Washington the underdog here? It makes no sense. I mean, you said it, the Seahawks got Colt McCoy on Sunday, and T Taylor Heineke is like an amped up version of Colt McCoy, a, a much more athletic, makes the smart throws, uh, has good chemistry with his receivers, especially Terry McLaurin. Uh, and ever since Russell Wilson came back, he hasn't looked like Russell Wilson. Their offense is struggling. Their defense is struggling. Pete Carroll's walking out of press conferences. Everyone in Seattle is sad right now. I don't see how they're going to turn it around by flying to the East Coast and, and playing in a road game on Monday Night Football. I think Washington is going to be amped up because uh, a win here would be absolutely huge for them. And I, I like Washington to uh, win and cover here. Yeah, I do too. I, I mean, not the... the Look, Russ plays well in prime time, but we we told we told you on the podcast. You know, Brady Quinn was saying I had this same injury. It took me like six like the season was over in six weeks. And I still wasn't feeling right. I mean, you know, I had the surgery. It, it takes a while. You can't. You know, you're, you're adjusting mentally. You're adjusting physically. Uh, the Seahawks. Russell Wilson kind of called out the the coaching staff for their offensive approach. So they ran hurry up on some of the scoring drives. They should have done it more often, et cetera, et cetera. Clearly, he's not happy. So maybe there's like a little bit of a dead cat bounce there. But Washington and Taylor Heineke playing well enough that you know they should be able to do what they want offensively against this terrible Seattle defense. I mean, they were they're bad, man. They couldn't do anything. I think Zach Ertz ate them up on Sunday. So uh, yeah, I'll take Washington as well. Probably lean towards the under there, forty six. Um, you can get into shootouts with Washington and with Seattle, but the Seahawks have been so lethargic on offense that I would just be surprised if it got over that total. I think we can see that number tick down a little bit as well. Ugh, what a stinky Monday night game after a long Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, that's it. That's the show. Thanks for thanks for hanging out, Breach. Thanks for uh, breaking down all the early odds. We'll be back for Sunday's recap in just a little bit. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.